Happy 4th of July. A time, yes, to consider, as I mentioned, our second lesson, our relationship uh, to the government. In researching this, at least the historical aspects of the sermon, I found out that the declaration, the vote to take independence was taken on July Second, and what happened between July 2nd and July 4th is Thomas Jefferson and others wrote the Declaration of Independence. And really, uh, John Adams wrote to his wife and said, for years now, from now, people will be celebrating July 4th. I mean, excuse me, July, I can't get it right. We'll be celebrating July 2nd as the anniversary of our country. Well, I guess he didn't get that one right. The day soon became that we celebrate July 4th. And in researching the history for the introduction to this sermon, I found out that this painting may not have been exactly accurate either. There's some dispute about how and when the Declaration of Independence got signed. I'm sure, if my memory serves me right, this was in my American history book and probably yours too, but there's debate on this. But let's assume, for the sake of argument, this is a portrait of what actually happened on this day in 1776. John Hancock steps up and he puts his, yeah, John Hancock on that Declaration of Independence, as does Thomas Jefferson and John Adams and others. What would you be thinking if you were in the crowd? Would you be debating? Should I really be doing this? Or to the extent that I'm a Christian, and some were more or less Christian than others of those folks in the painting, Does God, does God really want me to be doing this? Now notice, this is not a situation of a riot. These are elected officials of the Continental Congress meeting and through legislative action having kind of an impeachment of the king. Not a riot, but saying, hey, there was the Magna Carta, there were other documents which governs our relationship to law, these have been broken. Am I a patriot? Or am I doing this 
for personal reasons. And am I a rebel? Or on this 4th of July, 2021, did we blow off the fireworks at Breeze Stevens last night and other places today to celebrate patriots or rebels? Let's do some basics. Jesus' active obedience during his time here on earth not only provides us for an example of good citizenship, it paid for all the time you and I were rebels. Remember the time that they thought they could trick Jesus in saying, Hey, I'm the God-man. Don't expect me to pay taxes. I'm God in human form. Well, we remember his words. And the coin that he most likely referred to is up there. Um, Give to Caesar what Caesar's. And you'll still be able to give to God what's God. That act of obedience paid for all the times of our rebellious disobedience. And yes, his death on the cross, that passive obedience, makes us citizens of heaven. Citizens of heaven for sure. He was wounded for our transgressions, for all of our rebellions against all of God's law, including the commandment Pastor Billets will share with us next time on the fourth commandment, including Paul's specific words to the Romans about obeying the government. And so we look at our citizenship not as a way to earn our heavenly citizenship, but as a way to express gratitude for it. And in that context, Paul wrote the Romans and us and says, everyone must, must submit to the governing authorities established by God. One heard a lot of talk this past year or so that, well, we come from the country that got started by the Boston Tea Party, so what we're doing on State Street is okay. Rebels. Rebellious action. Awful in any place, awful when community leaders and community benefactors have their property stolen. Rebellion that Paul speaks against to all of God's people, to all of God's citizens of a heavenly kingdom. You may say, well, 
it got us to discuss needful race relations things. Yes and yes, we should, and I think some good things are developing out of that. But sinful actions that cause good things do not make them not sinful. If that were true, we should all join the mafia and be ha live happily ever after. Or, the Boston Tea Party has been used to justify this one, the January 6th thing. And again, rebels. Hardly anything did it accomplish in discussing and making it even possible to discuss things anymore. It was sinful. It was destruction of property. It was trespassing against property where you did not belong. And whatever good might come from it again does not justify what was done. If you sat there as I did on January 6th and were in shock, I think we need come down to our senses today about our own actions. Hopefully none of you were there, but every time you and I sin, we are storming not the Capitol in D.C., we are storming the palaces of heaven and saying, God, I don't care, God, I'm upset with your rule, I'm going to do it my way. And that should offend us more than even that picture. Rebels or patriots, then? The patriots, as we said, were elected officials saying we're doing a kind of impeachment based upon the law of the land. Their opponents called them rebels, the loyalists, and saying they were rebelling against God's law. For us today, it's an academic question, because we're not there. Even we're not in Romans Nero's time. It wasn't clear-cut then that all the Christians, after they read Paul's letter, did all the Christians turn themselves into Nero and say, here I am, uh, send me to the Colosseum. Did they stop holding secret worship? No. They had to navigate what obedience to God's government meant, what being subject, what being ta paying taxes obviously meant, and how to obey God rather than men, and how to, you know, running away when I'm going to be persecuted, I could justify as not doing God's will. But we're not under Nero in Rome either, are we? On many pulpits 
there is a phrase that's put on a plaque that usually only the pastor will see that says what some Greek people said to the Greek apostle Philip. Sir, we would see Jesus. And maybe at this point in the sermon you're saying, Pastor Wilsman, with all due respect, and granted it's the 4th of July, Pastor Wilsman, we would see Jesus. Because rebels or patriots is also a question, a very personal question that we have to ask also. American citizens have become soldiers in recent years from Vietnam to the Afghanistan's and Iran-Iraq wars. And unless you've been there put in difficult, difficult situations that you and I can only imagine and can't fully relate to and have memories and have things they've done haunt many of them. In the same way, our police being under more and more pressure. Things they've seen, things, the decisions they've had to make in a split section, second, haunt them. Broken heart to bind up the brokenhearted, things they've seen, things they've done, continue to haunt them with that question, rebel or patriot. But you don't have to go to those high tents callings in life, to those high tense crosses to bear in our sinful world. The crosses of trials of trying to be a faithful, loving spouse, the crosses or trials of being a boss to someone, a co-worker to someone, and in seconds, or maybe longer than seconds, doing and saying things that one wished they hadn't, or one wonders if they were done for the right motives. The trials or crosses of raising children, of being a teacher or counselor for children, the messes that that might bring, and I'm not talking about changing diapers. I'm more talking about the messes of raising teenagers and 
through 42 years of teaching confirmation class, more and more through the years, middle school folks. Rebels or patriots. Fortunately, rebels or patriots, even though it's not an academic question for any of us either, the good news is it's not a personal question that any Christian must ask. We are forgiven patriots of heaven. And that is what we are to cling to. Rebels or patriots. Isaiah got it right, didn't he? When God calls us to bear our crosses in a sinful world, he calls us to be rags to clean up sinful messes very, very often. And in that context, Paul says that all our righteous acts, all the things we do that we think we have the right motives, are tainted by our sin, and yes, they are filthy rags. Filthy rags made clean by the blood of Christ. So what are our takeaways on this, the 4th of July? First of all, that yes, God calls us through his word and Jesus through his example to patriotism, to earthly governments, because we are citizens of heaven and that's what citizens of heaven are called to do. And those who rebel against God's law, answer is clear, rebels, not patriots, who need to seek God's forgiveness. But we are patriots to God's word. And as patriots to God's word, we are forgiven when we make poor or even sinful decisions. And that is the truth that makes us free. Ecclesiastes was considered King Solomon's confession at the end of his life, and he makes a number of wise observations about himself and about you and me. And then he says in these words, 
Nevertheless, as I pondered all this in my heart, I wanted to make all this clear, that the righteous, the wise, and their works are in God's hands. Will there be love or hate? No one knows anything that it that is ahead of him. Everything turns out the same for everyone. That is, we're going to die. One destination waits for the righteous and the wicked. And now, as we could put in words of our founding fathers of this country, as it will be for the one who swears an oath, who signed the Declaration of Independence, so it will be for the one who is afraid to take an oath. I'm a loyalist. I can't do this. I don't believe God wants me to do it. Solomon concludes, there is an evil that infects everything done on the sun. On either side, there were sinful motivations and actions that played a part. And yeah, we need to acknowledge it, but not go over it again and again and try and rack our consciences and our broken hearts. The greatest commander-in-chief of all, not living in the right house, but in the palaces of heaven, says your sins, all your sins are forgiven. Believe it. Come and celebrate my supper. And that's an order. Amen.